What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? What's going on, everybody? Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you are listening, the NFL season is upon us. So I don't know if anyone else is excited as I am, and we're in the middle of an NBA playoffs. So let's dive right into it, guys. Yippee-ki-yay, mother. Oh, sorry, Cody. I wasn't supposed to say say those bad words. Those are naughty <laughs> words. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you uh, joining us. Um, man, I'm excited, uh, Cody. We we got fantasy football, which just freaking snuck up on us. I mean, yeah. just all of a sudden we have football, and I'm, uh, I remember getting a uh, Facebook message for the uh, league that you and I are in. Um, with uh with some of your family and friends mm-hmm. and um got an email and they're like oh okay well we're gonna you know we're gonna start it up and i was like man that's way too early and then all of a sudden like two weeks later i was like oh shoot we have a week left i gotta set up fantasy football for my league so yeah <laughs> uh yeah it, uh, it definitely uh snuck up on us but uh we're excited to have it for sure uh cody i know you're excited about fantasy football yeah, no, for sure. It is uh, finally here. And honestly, between what you and I have been talking about on our show, we honestly didn't think that this day was going to come only because, you know, how the <laughs> NFL has been handling their testing and then hearing about players, you know, testing positive. So yeah, it sounds like, you know, we were recording this on Wednesday night. We're on the eve of the NFL kickoff. So it sounds like we're heading for it. So you know, here we are, and definitely the drafts this weekend that we had were uh, were a ton of fun. In uh, my opinion, a lot of trash talking, some good healthy uh, alcohol beverage consuming, and uh, so just a good old time with some friends during quarantine. So, oh, most definitely. Uh, before we get into all of that, Cody, we do need to mention: go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, which is uh, Drew Code Sports Talk. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, um, also comment on any post that we make. Uh, we want to hear from you guys, whether you disagree, agree, have any questions, maybe even a topic that you want us to uh, hit on. Uh, please, please uh, comment. And uh, we want to hear from you and see what your ideas are. Also, um, go to our uh, podcast and we need you to subscribe, rate and review. Anything and everything does help. Major podcasts are Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, and Spotify. So go check all those out. Download it. Um, Also, we want you to go to fnxfitness.com. They got great workout gear, great workout supplements. They have some really good stuff. They do sell out fast. So you need to go on there and and order quick whatever you're wanting to get. Um, And also... Cody will actually explain to you how you can get 15% off from uh, from what we, uh, for, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over my words right now. We can get you 15% off of your whole purchase. So uh, Cody will explain how to get that. That's right, guys. All you need to do is go to DrewCoatSportsTalk.com and on the bottom of our homepage, there's a partner's link that you click on that'll take you to the link you click on for fnxfitness.com. Once you click on that, uh, you can begin your uh, shopping for your supplements, your gear, whatever else that you're looking for there. 
Uh, once you're ready to check out, of course, you want to use the promo code DrewCode15 to get 15% off your purchase at the end of it. Of course, with the end of uh, seasons going on right now, uh, FNX Fit has some really good deals going on. So you definitely want to get in on all the savings and add on to that with our promo code and you will save a ton of money. We highly recommend it. They're a good group. Uh, we've been working with them for majority of the year and they've been some pretty great uh, folks. And Andrew uses the supplements. I have some of the gear and it's been, it's been great for us for sure. So also too, on our website, you guys, there's links to all of the podcast uh, channels that you can listen to us on, whether it's iHeart, Google, Apple, or Spotify. And there's also full episodes on the website that you can listen to directly there. Uh, and a new addition that we've done recently is Andrew's brand new blog, One Giant Step, which is all about the San Francisco Giants. And Drew will talk to you more about that right now. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a uh, blog about the San Francisco Giants, just strictly about the San Francisco Giants. Um, you know, I, I talk about the current events that are happening for them. So uh, right now they're making a playoff push. So uh, this week I did write about uh, how big this week is. Um, they, had a, they have a two-game series against the Mariners, which uh, they're actually going to be finishing today. And then they have a four-game series against the Diamondbacks in Arizona. And that's, uh, that's, those are winnable games. So, uh, if they do win those, they have a really good chance. So I do explain, uh, kind of what they need to do and how they need to do that and all. Uh, I do apologize. Normally it is once a week, every Monday. I wrote it on Sunday because I knew Monday I'd be busy. And of course, when Monday came, I totally forgot to post it. Tuesday came and I didn't think anything of it. And today came because uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. And I was like, oh, crap. So <laughs> I, uh, I posted it today. So if you were looking for it, you were looking for a new blog, I apologized. If there was no one out there who cared, then uh, thank you for not caring. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's it's an easy read. It's only like three paragraphs long. So uh, please go check it out. It, like I said, it's not going to take any time at all. I mean, it's just basically like a long Facebook post. So <laughs> that's really what it is. That's awesome. It is an easy read, guys. I've read a, I've read the the two most recent ones that he done. Other than the one today, I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> but the other two have been really good, and they are truly easy reads. Take it from me. I don't read a whole lot, and it was a breeze to get through. So definitely enjoyable, and it's quick, and you won't lose hardly any time, other than watching TikTok or anything like that. So no worries. So. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we we were talking about fantasy football. Uh, has come uh, well coming to a screaming start as we were talking about earlier but uh, we'll get to that a little bit later Um, we still are in I think the reason we don't know that football was coming up and we didn't realize how fast it was coming up is because we're still going through the NBA playoffs and to be honest if there's anyone out there who's going well the NBA it doesn't look good without the fans and when it you're lying to yourself. It still looks awesome. And Mm -hmm. some could argue that a lot of the shots are going down more than usual because there's no fans. There's really, I mean, there's pressure, but I mean, there's not pressure from, you know, the, uh, the home fans where you're the away team and you're trying to bark out orders and you can't really hear, or you're trying to shoot a free throw and, you know, you got all this stuff going in the background all this stuff that a lot of people would say, well, they're professional athletes. They're used to it. Yeah, they're used to it, but it still can get to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this bubble thing, the only pressure they have is to win these games and to do what their coach tells you. And that's it. 
you know, you got to make your shots, got to execute the play, obviously. But what's great about this bubble is the only thing they're able to do basically is basketball. Mm -hmm. Some guys will go golf. Yes. Some guys will go fish. Yes. But you, I mean, that's just to get your mind off everything. I mean, really your whole thing is basketball. A lot of these people are not bringing their families to, um, to the bubble because they're like, I, I mean, there's really nothing to do. It's not really kid friendly. So I'm just going to leave my kids at home and, and my wife at home where she can, you know, uh, be comfortable in a place where, you know, we live obviously. So I, I don't blame, uh, you know, these guys who, who are actually probably hitting more of their shots than usual because that's all they have is basketball. Mm-hmm. And I got to be honest, man, I'm watching this Clipper uh, Nuggets game right now. Clippers are up 86-69 with uh, 545 to go. And, I mean, even though the Clippers are up by quite a bit right now, I mean, almost, what, they're almost 21 points. It's it's still entertaining. I mean, the Nuggets, they could come back at any time. And, uh, you know, so I got to say, I've been, watch, I've been watching as much basketball as I can. I definitely have not missed a Laker game since they've been in the playoffs, though. Um, and they won huge against Houston. So, Cody, I was going to ask you, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how big was game three? Game Game three was super pivotal. I think, obviously, the fact that we can go up 2-1 against Houston, um, I think basically gives us, a, I wouldn't say a little bit of relief, but it definitely gives us a lot more confidence heading into uh, game four when we go against Houston again. And again, one of the things that, I can, that my big concern is is the small ball play that Houston does because in game one, obviously, they – got that game from us and won in some pretty convincing fashion. Thankfully, the Lakers made some adjustments in game two and three and were able to pull it off. But one of the things that I find that the Lakers are starting to do more is they're starting to use their size to their benefit, and they're starting to actually out-rebound the Rockets a little bit more. The only thing that kind of concerns me is our free throw shooting. Um, You know, we only shot – we shot about 70% going to the line 23 times in game three. And we only hit 16 of those shots where Houston went a perfect 14 for 14 from the free throw line. However, though, with the Lakers finally using their size, we out rebound Houston 52 to 33, which was absolutely huge. I mean, I can't say that enough and stress that enough about why that was so pivotal. My concern though, is that we are still turning the ball over at a um, outrageous rate. Um, And we're sharing the ball, which is great, but it just seems like we get in these, uh, spurts where we're moving the ball well and then all of a sudden we have a stale offense and it opens it up for Houston who you know on a fast break they're almost uh, hard to guard obviously because when Westbrook leads the fast break he's very lethal when he gets to the rim and then even if Houston wants to slow it down in the half court uh, you know James Harden is very cerebral when it comes to shooting handling the ball getting to the free throw line or getting to the getting to the basket so Thankfully, with AD and LeBron, they're using their size and their strength to their advantage against a small ball. But, you know, one of the things that we also saw in game three is Westbrook actually hitting a couple of threes. So he went 50% from three. Um, So it showed that he was a little bit more involved in the offense. But thankfully, we had some supporting cast from like Rondo that came out, uh, Morris in game two that helped out a lot. So one of the things I'm looking for is the Lakers to continue their physical defense and their rebounding, which I think should – you know, help continue to keep our lead in this series. But, you know, we definitely cannot fall asleep on this Houston team because they've shown time and time again that they can get on a run and they can score a lot of points in a short amount of time. 
And the fact that they're playing small ball, like I said, really makes me nervous because, again, the Lakers are long, but what ends up happening is you have everyone that spreads out and leaves the paint open so they can penetrate or on rebounds they can cause a little mayhem or second-chance opportunities. So that's one of the things I'm hoping that the Lakers continue to tighten up. And if LeBron can just, you know, turn down the turnovers a little bit, you know, game two he had seven, and I think game three he had um, only two, which is good. He had more blocks than turnovers. So if he can keep up this momentum where he's keeping the turnovers at a small margin compared to what it was the last two games, I think obviously the Lakers are going to move on, but it's just, you know, we cannot be, we cannot be, um, we cannot be lackadaisical. We cannot think that we have this in the bag because nothing's for certain. We have two more games to win. Um, so right now it's, uh, it's just making sure we don't let our um, foot off the gas right now. Yeah. Um, you know, in this, this series is different. A lot of people are comparing it to uh, the Blazers series because we started losing game one in the Blazers series. And then uh, we won, you know, back, you know, obviously we basically swept the rest of the uh, series. But, um, you know, you talk about um, how different this Rockets team is. This Rocket team can score a lot more because they're not as tired as what the Blazers were. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blazers were, you know, grueled. I mean, they had to win every single game in um, in the you know, what the remaining eight games in the bubble. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it was it was a lot different than it is right now. And so, I think that's what the Lakers are kind of going through right now is they kind of got used to the Blazers kind of giving up towards the end. And so they kind of got used to that. And I think now they realize, Hey, this team is a lot more fresh. Obviously we're going to let Russell Westbrook. I don't care if Westbrook hits 50% the rest of the, the rest of the series. I I don't trust. I honestly don't trust that he could do that. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to let him keep shooting those threes. I don't care if he's wide open or not. If Mm -hmm. he really wants to make an impact and make them actually guard him, he should actually, get the ball at the three charge. Like he's going to go inside and just pull up for a jumper. And then they're going to have to start sneaking up a little bit closer, not leaving him open because he's getting to these jump shots that he's really good at. So that's what I think. Um, but I don't think he's going to do that. I think he likes to, I mean, when you're that open, you're going to, you have to take that three, but I think if he wants to uh, be, opening up the floor a little bit where they cannot double team James Harden. I think they need to think about having Westbrook take basically zero threes in the game. If the Rockets want to have a chance, but I do think there's been a few times where I've seen PJ Tucker come down with some rebounds and I'm screaming at the TV, like how the hell does he get it? Mm-hmm. Uh, when we have like three guys around, but I have to remind myself Kuzma is not a great rebounder. Uh, LeBron James is, Anthony Davis is, um, but our smaller guards were not. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times we don't have that big of a guy on P.J. Tucker. And if we do, uh, um, you know, our our big guys are probably like Anthony Davis and he likes to stay, um, you know, a little outside of the post most of the time. He doesn't start on the post. So, uh, you know, it allows PJ Tucker to kind of go inside a little bit easier, uh, you know, unscathed, and he can come down with a rebound. Um, but I, I've I've been very impressed with LeBron James. I think LeBron James has done everything 
that he needs to do for us to win. Um, Rondo came up huge yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. he was he was on fire. And what's funny is LeBron James now has the most wins in uh, in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it was like the second second story of the of the playoffs. It was there. Everyone was talking about Rajon Rondo, yeah. which is funny because you know Rondo is just one game, and you know LeBron had one hundred and sixty. 263 games so mm-hmm. like, I mean that's just it's made me laugh but anyway I think uh, you know Anthony Davis I think he's come up big uh, he's had he was beat up in mm-hmm. yesterday's game he was they were trying to rough him up and he just kept getting back up and there was one time where he was knocked down and then they kind of stopped play and then they you know came back from the um, from the commercial Mm-hmm. And they came back and uh, they alley-ooped it to Anthony Davis and he just jammed it hard. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's that's the response you want because you know with Anthony Davis's history, he's he's gotten injured a lot. So you want to see him pop back up so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's what he kept doing. And so it's as a Laker fan, it's it's super encouraging to see how Anthony Davis is playing. It's really great to see Rajon Rondo come up as the bench player and just completely dominate the um, the second stringers in a sense because he's right. just he was just slicing and dicing them because he's just got such a high basketball IQ and you saw it you yeah. know and now he's been working on his three shooting because well that's where the league is going and he wanted to keep playing mm-hmm. so he worked on his three and you could see it you know he was hitting everything so yeah. Uh, good for Rondo, and and uh, although yes, the Rockets they do pose a threat with their shooting. Um, you know, you like I said, if I'm the Lakers, I'm taking the three away. If they want to go inside, I will live with that. If they want to pull up for jumpers, I'm definitely going to live with that. But I'm not letting them take threes, like other than Russell Westbrook. So, if you want to keep a guy down in the post as a po- as a um, as a shot blocker to kind of uh, keep the guys from cutting inside so easily, I'm okay with leaving Westbrook out on the three and, and having that guy uh, stuck down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And one of the good things too about the Lakers squad is we actually have quite a bit of uh, championship uh, veterans on the team to kind of keep the team level headed. You know, someone like Kuzma who's never been in the playoffs, you know, giving him a lot of, you know, experience, you know, we've got Danny green, LeBron James, uh, Rajon Rondo that's able to kind of you know give everyone a sense of like what to expect in a playoff battle to get to the championship so it makes it really good and it's definitely noticing you know when LeBron is able to lead the team and not get them in over their heads if that makes any sense but yeah you know I agree with the method of how we need to approach this um approach the game where we need to chase them off the three-point line turn them into perimeter shooters and you know just basically if if you're going to beat us it needs to be with Russell uh with Russell uh Westbrook but one of my concerns is just when when Westbrook gets into the paint I know he's going to suck in the defense and it, my worry is just when the defense collapses into the lane and he kicks it out to you know someone who is a better three-point shooter than he is creating that kind of um chaos and that offense is what makes me nervous and you know finding a way to put a good defensive combination on Harden just because right now he's still averaging 30. I know he's too good offensively to really deny him like that. But, you know, there was a couple of times where we saw KCP and Danny Green kind of double him. And then on the switches, you'd see LeBron kind of 
do the best that he can to be physical with him to make him go to the line or at least go more outside or go more inside the three-point line rather than you know jack up a three um you know I just want to make sure that the Lakers kind of stay home on defense they they talk and communicate because there are some times in game three that I saw where the Lakers were basically running into each other to cover to cover guys and they weren't switching the right way or on a pick and roll they were really late on the on the rotation so that's one of the things I'm kind of worried about especially with the Rockets being like I said small ball they you know, like what you mentioned with PJ Tucker getting a rebound, he's six five in a sea of seven footers. And that's exactly what my point is with small ball is, you know, they're not they need to be disciplined to continue to find a guy to box out and not let a smaller guy like PJ Tucker or James Harden or Westbrook get a second chance opportunity to kick it out to somebody in the three or create additional offense because the Lakers have a set defense and once you once we have our defense set and we're ready to get the rebound we're not good for a second time when you get a second chance opportunity on us defensively. So it's one of the things I want to make sure that the Lakers can continue to, to stay and improve on because I can guarantee when we play the Clippers, they're, they are just as bad on the offensive board as any team. And if we are going to meet them in the Western conference, which, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, that's what it looks like we're on the verge of. They're very good about creating offensive opportunities on the second chances and off of missed shots and all that stuff. So you know, if we're not getting it now on a smaller team, we, we need to tighten that up if we ever play a team that has more size or as much size as we do. So, My, my counter to uh, what you said a little bit earlier was um, if you look at our defense at the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, the rotations were perfect. Uh, the communication was excellent. Um, you know, the, the fast breaks, the offensive uh possessions were fantastic i mean i mean even the shots that we missed it was you know it was a good shot it was something that you're like well you want that shot every time so for me it was it it was very encouraging it's it's more of i think they're trying to do like for example i think game one they tried to do different things try to do different lineups to see what was going to work against houston they lost so they go okay now we kind of know what they can do. We know what we have to do to stop that. So let's go and do it. And so you've seen that for the last two games of them going out there and saying, okay, we're going to stop Harden. And you look at Harden's numbers in the fourth quarter. I mean, he took a total of three shots in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. That's what you want if you're the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're Houston, you're pissed. But right. um, yeah, I mean, if you're the Lakers, yeah, you know, Harden, you only going to take uh, three shots? Then yeah, we're going to love. We're going to win this game. We know that for sure, because Harden is the difference maker. You know, I know a lot of people want to say, well, you know, Russell Westbrook is the X factor. Yes, Russell Westbrook, um, he plays a big part in it. But you look at what I mean. Your star player has to be the has to be the difference. You look at LeBron James. Not only is he scoring, you know, thirty points almost every game, but he's getting you know, blocks. He's starting to get all those blocks. He's getting rebounds. He's getting assists. So he's making, he's making an impact all over the floor, not just with his points. And James Harden, they need to do that. You've seen James Harden play really good defense in this, uh, in this playoff bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, uh, not just scoring. So they need him to do that. And with him only shooting three times 
in the four. I mean, it just that's I can't believe that. I still am shocked by that. But mm-hmm. him shooting three times in the fourth quarter, that's not going to help Houston win. And you know, if I'm Mike D'Antoni, I'm I'm ticked. I'm saying the next four, the uh, next game in the fourth quarter. I don't care if we're up by uh, twenty five or if we're only up by five. Mm-hmm. Or if we're losing by twenty, you're taking twenty shots. Like, yeah, you're gonna take a ton because we need you to shoot. This is what you do. You know, this is how you won an MVP. Yeah, was you shot. So, I think if Houston wants to win, they're gonna need to do that. Well, let's hope they don't discover that because that's not what the Lakers need. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's just I was so dumbfounded that he only shot three times. That's Three great. times. Well, for the Lakers, that's really good to allow the number one score on, on the Rockets to have three shots. And I can probably bet um, that Westbrook had three times as many of those attempts in the fourth quarter, which is probably the opposite of what Houston is wanting. They don't want, Hart, they don't want Westbrook closing out the fourth quarter. They're going to want Harden get, having the ball and closing out the fourth to bring it home. But if the Lakers continue the defense like that you're mentioning, especially to start the fourth quarter in game three, then let Westbrook take as many shots as he want in the fourth quarter. You know, just based on percentages, he's not hitting all the shots, and not, nor will he hit enough shots to bring the game close, especially if we can limit Harden's shots to only three shots in a fourth quarter. So Yeah, yeah. All right, that's enough basketball, Cody. Jeez, man, I don't know what your problem is. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break. I've always wanted to say that. And then uh, when we come back, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, about football, but mainly fantasy football. All right, and we're back. That was a, that was a lovely break. I love I love hearing the 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 softness of your voice on that. <laughs> okay, I couldn't do it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, so Cody, um, you and I are in uh, two of the same leagues mm-hmm. in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we drafted uh, one of them on Saturday, and uh, then one of them, and then mine on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you're in a third league that I almost got added to. Yes, um, I'm. You know, uh, of course, yes, I would have done it. There's no question, but I'm kind of thankful at the same time because it would have been more money. <laughs> I just wasn't sure if I wanted to put up that money. But when you were like, you know, see, this is how I know you're the devil is because you went and you were like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to draft in like two minutes. Uh, Do you want to be part of the you want to be part of the league? Uh, And my brain only registered. Oh, fantasy football. Yes. And so (laughs) I said yes. And I was like, oh, shoot, that's like another I, that's a lot of money. I don't. I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. And then you message me, and you're like, "Oh, you know what? Looks like they found someone." Uh, and so, I, you know, sorry, I didn't mean to get your hopes up. And I was like, "Actually, I'm kind of glad." <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah. It, but it worked out. Um, I'm kind of excited. I got to uh, be part of uh, a fantasy football league uh, on a podcast I listen to. I listen to, well. Technically, I guess part of two podcasts, really. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of Colin Cowherd, as I've said on here before, um, and Joy Taylor, who mm-hmm. is on on his show as well. She has her own podcast called Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. And uh, I submitted, uh, they said, email us and uh, see if you are accepted into the Fantasy League. And I actually got accepted. 
So that was really cool. I was really excited about that. So I actually drafted yesterday uh, and we did a Zoom call. So it was really cool. I was kind of, you know, uh, having a, a celebrity, what do they call it? Celebrity sh- uh, shock moment. Um, uh-huh. That's not the word. I, I, fan, yeah, my wife, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> my wife yelled fangirling. Uh, that wasn't the word I wanted to use. But anyway, I did. Uh, and it was really cool though. Uh, and, uh, had a lot of fun, but this is, the, that's the biggest league. So mm-hmm. my league is the smallest. We used to have 12. Right. Um, and we had about t- at least two people who never went on. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even know why they're on here. And I was like, if I asked them, they would be like, yeah, sure. Why not? But I'm like, I want it to be competitive. I don't want to have like four bye weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Right. laughs> I I cut them and then um, got a message uh, from uh, one of the guys that is also in it. And he said that his dad actually plays with us usually. And he said he didn't want to do it. So I had to cut him and then I had to cut someone else um, who, I I mean, doesn't really play that often as well either. So it worked out. So now we're down to eight. Uh, mm-hmm. your league is 10. Yeah. So that's, that's good. And then, uh, this maybe I'm crazy pod, uh, league is 12. So we'll see. I have, <laughs> I have multiple leagues. I have to, uh, I have to watch. <laughs> I'm not used to, I'm not used to three. I'm used to two. Well, how, okay. So how, in, in the height of your fantasy craze, how many teams have you had at one at one time? I think this is the most. I think this is three. I, I usually only have two. And it's not for the lack of trying. It's usually just, um, you know, one year I had, uh, I was in a church league. Mm-hmm. And then I did a, a league with my friends. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And then actually, that's actually the league that we that I have now. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kept that going every year. And um, for a while, that was that was the only league I was in after the church league. It was just uh, the league I ran. Uh, so I was very serious with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I felt, I felt like Roger Goodell, you know? I was Roger. Cody's Goodell. laughing because he knows it's true. <laughs> um, but, um, uh, and then You're hitting up the pastor, like pastor, you know, that trade wasn't legit, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> pastor. You know God wouldn't even have accepted that one. Come on. You know he's not trading AP. You know he's Jesus, Jesus is flipping tables again. <laughs> Way to go. Um, but and then you invited me to your league. Um, well, I guess I guess mainly I, I think your your cousin invited me, but uh, through you. Yeah. And so uh, and I've had fun with that league because i've pretty much been in the playoffs every time so that's yeah <laughs> and i think you you won i think your first year in i think yes i did yeah. i won i won some money yeah so. so my uh so both my cousins um actually have a league that andrew's referring to the one that he's in with my cousin uh nick and i uh nick uh was actually a special guest on our show two drafts ago mm-hmm. um on our youtube channel um, you guys can obviously go back and watch that. He made a he made a special appearance. But anyways, so his I think league that was is, the draft I won. Yeah, I believe so. It was your first year in. So actually, that league was a hundred dollar buy in, in ten teams. And then my other cousin, he's older. He's our older cousin. Um, we're in his league as well. 
Um, and that's also a hundred dollar buy. And that was the one that I basically cold called drew about and said, Hey man, are you gonna, you okay doing this league with me? Like we're drafted in 20 minutes. And he's like, Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah I, I can do it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, we'll send you a link in a second. And then like within a few minutes, my cousins text me and text me and said, Oh, Hey, we got it covered. And I felt bad. Cause I had got you all wild up. Like, okay, cool. We're drafting 20 minutes. Be ready. And he's like, no worries, dude. I'm glad because uh, I don't have to spend any money again. <laughs> so, and then of course the one that you and I are in is on is on the ESPN league. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be definitely going to be a fun year, different year too, because we had some COVID rules put into some of the leagues. Um, you know, like for example, yeah. the league that we're in with my cousin Nick. Um, if COVID kind of shuts down the season for any rhyme or reason, buybacks go back, so that way yeah. no one loses out any money. And I'm pretty certain that on our ESPN league, obviously we don't have any money invested in it. So it's more of just, uh, you know, family and friends in that one. So that's just more for pride and uh, trash. Yeah. Well, actually I was going to do a buy-in this year. That was my plan because I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to cut all these teams because they're not really checking Mm -hmm. or I was going to leave them on, I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know. Maybe we'll just be happy with taking free money. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) But I was going to, I, I wanted to make it more competitive and make it worth people's while, you know, uh-huh. especially if I cut them, then I can add more people like for people who want to play. Right. So I was going to do that and then have us, you know, like a $20 buy-in or something. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I don't want to do that this year because of COVID. If it shuts down, it's just not worth it. So mm-hmm. we'll just make it a competitive league this year. And then next year, uh, hopefully once everything is um, you know, is kind of semi-normal than uh, when we can do a buy-in. So it was kind of unfortunate. I really wanted to do a buy-in, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, no worries. I'm sure. I'm sure next season we can do it, and this time it'll actually be fair because hopefully, knock on wood, we'll get some sort of uh, positive uh, outcome with COVID either going away or some sort of vaccine to make it more safe uh, to make it safer out there nowadays. Mm-hmm. So that way it's a, uh, it'll be easier and more comforting to know like what's going to happen. So, so Cody, the both, both of the leagues that we have been talking about mainly. Um, oh, I did want to say this before I get into it. I want to have a big shout out to uh, uh, maybe I'm crazy podcasting. Joy Taylor. Uh, thank you for picking me. I love it. And I'm so happy I'm going to win this. So, you know, I'll just accept whatever trophy you guys have for me. <laughs> By the way, so what uh, what uh, did you pick as? What what was the number? Okay, so this there's already collusion because, <laughs> first of all, Joy Taylor was late to the draft. She was auto-drafting for the first four rounds. So, and she was first pick. Collusion. Oh. Right away. <laughs> collusion. Um, no, I, I was picked seven, which actually worked out because I had been drafted. I drafted eighth in my league mm-hmm. and I drafted second to last. So I drafted ninth in your league. Yeah. So you've been so drafting last majority of the been, year. Yeah. So I've been used to that spot. So that really helped out. So I knew where I, what I wanted to do right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made it a little different because in that league, I'm kind of more middle of the road mm-hmm. than actually last. So uh, later in the rounds, it was kind of, I had to kind of research what I wanted to do and, you know, had to kind of realize what's going to be available at that time. Um, but uh, for the most part, I, I think I drafted pretty well for where I was drafting at. Um, yeah, 
I I got some players that I wanted to get and some mm-hmm. players I didn't want to get, but I grabbed them because I needed it. <laughs> All right, so let me let me ask you a couple of questions then to follow up with that. So who did you pick at number seven is my first question. And my second one is who did you pick that you thought was a steal and who did you pick that you're not sure of you just picked them because you had to? So pick number seven was Derrick Henry. So I actually got him in your league as well mm-hmm. um, at – essentially the same spot. So I'm happy with Derrick Henry. Um, I also got Lamar Jackson in round two. Because, no kidding. Yes. Wow. Because um, he was coming up and I wanted to get a top quarterback. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. And then I'll focus on running backs after that. And then I can focus on receivers and tight ends a little bit later, which I did. Mm-hmm. So um, I actually have a nice balance of running backs, in my opinion. <laughs> but um, someone that I got that I didn't think I was going to get, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, I'm just so good, I knew I was going to get all these players. <laughs> um, you know what, James Conner. I'm okay. surprised. I got him, I think I got him round five, mm-hmm. six. No, maybe a little earlier. I, I don't remember. When exactly I got him. I think it does it tell you. I don't know. It's not telling me. I don't want to research it right now. But anyway, I was surprised I got him um, because I figured he would be gone kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's kind of the guy in Pittsburgh. And depending on, you know, Ben likes to throw to the running back a lot. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. not only was he a great running back, but he also was a guy who can catch the ball and so James Connor is kind of the same way mm-hmm. um, so I was surprised I got James Connor so you know I have Lamar Jackson Derek Henry James Connor I mean that's uh, I, I mean those are three running guys that I'm really happy with and then obviously Jackson can throw for 4,000 yards so yeah <laughs> that's an added bonus um, I really waited on receivers. I made sure that um, I got running backs first, and that uh-huh. was kind of my strategy in every league was I wanted to get running backs early because I had been mock drafting it for about a week, and every mock draft around, I'd say around round seven, round eight, mm-hmm. um, running backs got really thin or you're getting guys who are the backups, so yeah. they're not going to see much time or – you know, they might see 40% of the time, but it's not like what you can get. So I like to have guys who are going to be starters where I can rely on, or mm-hmm. at least I know they're going to get majority of the snaps. Mm-hmm. So um, I went after run. Usually I'll go either receiver or running back first. And then whatever I didn't get in the first round, I get in the second round. And then I usually go quarterback third round. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, I mean, unless, you know, Patrick Mahomes is taken early, then I just wait on a quarterback. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I went after a lot of running backs first. And um, you know, I got Raheem Morstet Morstert, uh, I said Connor, Henry, um, and then uh have Tevin Coleman, who I still believe in, but mainly it's just the backup for Mostert. If Mostert doesn't get a lot of snaps, that was kind of like my backup play. Who'd so. you get for receivers? Uh, Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton. That was another oh, pick. Wow. He dropped a lot. So wow. I'm surprised I got him. Actually, I got Landry before I got Sutton. 
Really? Wow. Yes. Yeah. So you know I got how I some, feel about Sutton, so I'm shocked. Yeah, I know you love him. Uh, I got Debo Samuel. I think, yes, he has an injury, but he actually may even play uh, week one. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bank on it. I'm I'm just going to keep him out of my lineup because if he does play, I don't know how well he's going to do without seeing like preseason and whatnot. Um, and then I have Emmanuel Sanders, um, no, who I bad. didn't want to get, but because um, I was actually going to get Henry Ruggs, mm-hmm. and he was taking like three picks before me, so I was like, oh shoot! So I was kind of scrambling, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'll get Sanders. I mean, he may be a huge part, and he may be a zero part, and I'm okay with dropping him if he doesn't do anything in New Orleans. So, um, you didn't think about Hunter Winfro? Just curious, just because, like, you know, that could be a dump-off passer to Carr. I did, but that was kind of my thought was, if Sanders is not really doing much, I can go after Renfro. Mm. My worry is Renfro, he doesn't get a lot of, he doesn't get a lot of yards. You know, he's Mm -hmm. he's more of, he's going to get, like, six catches and 20 yards. You know what I mean? So, and then every now and then he gets that touchdown. My yeah. son is is agreeing with me. He he loves that pick. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Very cool. So anyway, um, I don't know what what was your strategy going into all of your leagues. So I have the same strategy basically throughout my drafting. So I pretty much do what what I what I call like a standard drafting, which is depending on where I'm picking and in. Uh, the league I had with uh, you, Drew, I think you have it based off of record from last year, very similar to the NFL. So if you have the worst record, you get the first pick. And then it just goes down the line from there from, you know, uh, first, last, last place gets first pick to first place getting last place. And so my first pick in your draft in the ESPN one, I got uh, Christian McCaffrey, who, you know, I'm a huge fan of. So I got him in the league with my cousin, Nick, the one that you and I are both in. I picked fourth and I went with Alvin Kamara because um, I know that he had a down year, but that was based off of injury and, and uh, Drew Brees not being there. So I picked up him, but my strategy is normally is I go after running back first thing because normally the talent of running back that you get is kind of thin. And what I mean by that is those three down backs, the ones that are getting the carries, the ones that are getting the, the screen passes. Um, you know, sometimes I'll go after the ones that are, um, you know, the second string running backs are the backups, but they still play kind of like a primary role at times. I'm, I will go after them. And then what I'd normally do is I'll go two picks in a row of running back, or if there is a, you know, like a elite receiver that I feel I want more than whatever that running back is, I'll go two receivers first, then two running backs. And then depending on who's available at tight end about round five is when I'll make a decision if I'm going to go tight end or continue going my, receiver and running back pattern Um, and then what I'll do is about round eight to nine is when I start looking at quarterbacks so like in your league Drew I think I didn't pick up Aaron Rodgers till like nearly round nine or ten and in the league that I had with my cousin that you and I are in I didn't pick up my first quarterback until I believe round 12 I think and we actually in my cousin's league we uh, added um, three extra spots just in case of COVID, you know, illnesses or anything like that. So that way we have flexibility to add more players and all that stuff. So that's and we didn't mm-hmm. have to drop anybody. So I believe it was and oh actually excuse me it was round uh, seven in our league with my cousin that I picked my first quarterback, and then I didn't pick my second one until um, 
till the 12th pick. And I normally will wait as long as I can for quarterbacks just because sometimes the quality is good. Like I may not go after, um, I may not go after Patrick Mahomes right away. Like I would want to, but sometimes I'd, I'm afraid to take a flyer on the best quarterback and then lose all the talent that would, you know, proceed after that. So that's why I go with a lot of running back and wide receiver alternating picks or two and two right away. And then when I pick my quarterback, depending on who's there, like I've taken a flyer on, um, on Eli Manning one time. Like I, I don't think I drafted him to like round 13 a few years ago and it, I won my fantasy draft doing that, but, or fantasy league doing that. But then there's times where like, I'll wait until about round 10 to pick up somebody like, um, like Carson wins. I did in the last two seasons or, um, I think I picked Tony Romo up one year and he didn't, he wasn't bad. He did. Okay. But that's normally my strategy when I go into drafting is two running backs for sure, because they're, they're the ones that don't have as much talent. And then I will stockpile as many backups as I can for said position and for like this year, like I have Nick Chubbs and I wanted to make sure I had Kareem Hunt as well because they alternate enough to where they're basically like two starters on one team. And so sometimes I'll pick up the handcuff to whoever is the backup just for security or for injury mm-hmm. reasons. So that's yeah. normally my strategy when I go draft to draft. He didn't like that. <laughs> it's okay. He doesn't like Kareem Hunt, huh? It's okay. He doesn't know how to draft. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like going after main quarterback or big quarterbacks um, because um, you get a lot of points from them. If you get the big guys, like you get the Lamar Jacksons, you get. I had Patrick Mahomes last year. I mean, he missed three games, but half the time when I had him, he was giving me you know thirty five points or more. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So. You know, I'll take that. Yes, he did. I'm not lying about it. Um, so, you know, I I like going after those big names. If I can't get those big names, like the three quarterbacks I wanted uh, in your league was Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, or Russell Wilson. They mm-hmm. were gone in like the first round. Yeah. I was like, I'm not getting a quarterback until like way later. I'm going to focus on the main positions, like, you know, running back receivers, uh, get some good, you know, guys on there. And and then I can get a good quarterback a little bit later. Yeah. Um, And I think I waited a little too long. So I'm a little upset at myself. I like Carson Wentz a lot, uh, but he is high risk, high reward type Mm -hmm. of a guy because he can get injured a lot um, or he does get injured a lot. So um, that's kind of, that's my hesitation on him. And then I have uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who, again, is high risk, high reward. I mean, he could be a really good surprise, but he could also be, um, you know, a guy who does surprisingly well, you know, look like uh, how Kyle Allen did for the first few games that he was, you know, playing with the Panthers. Right. Um, or And then I got Baker Mayfield, who, you know, if he – does what we think he can do with the talent he has, then it's going to be fantastic. But if he has another year like he did last year, I'm going to be so pissed because you know I'm not a Mayfield fan. Yeah, no, not at all. So, <laughs> so um, I, you know, honestly, I was just like when I got him, it wasn't who I wanted, but it was kind of like either him or like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I was like, I'll go Mayfield because there is a chance that if he has a good year, I mean, he's, it's going to be really good, but we'll see. 
So, you know, I, I try and go after those big quarterbacks. Like in my league, I have Lamar Jackson. And then in the uh, uh, maybe I'm crazy pod league, uh, I also got Lamar Jackson because I like going after those quarterbacks. And the reason I went after Lamar Jackson in uh, the maybe I'm uh, crazy pod was because he they don't have it's four points for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I want I was mainly getting him because he also can run. So I'm also getting six points for a touchdown for running. So mm, you know yeah. he's gonna get a couple of those. Yeah. Um you know, and then uh in my league I normally go after Mahomes, but someone got him before. Uh so I, I was like, well I'll I'll settle for Mark Jackson. That's fine with me. So, yeah, uh, uh, you know, those, that was, I, I like going after those guys because um, those guys put up a lot of points. So I'm okay with that. Yeah. I guess my thing is I just, uh, I think it, it happened to me a few seasons ago when Aaron Rodgers was coming from a, or actually no, it was Peyton Manning. I drafted him like really high following his 50 touchdown season. And then obviously that was the same season where like he didn't throw nearly as many. He also got injured like the last four games of the season. And it was like one of those things where you took a chance on him and, you know, because of what he did last season and clearly he didn't live up to it. And again, it was a lot of it was because he got injured partway through the season, you know, then things, other things happened. But I think that's why like I've got PTSD from that where I don't want to waste a a high (laughs) pick on a quarterback just because I think he's going to do well. And then what ends up happening is he turns either average or mediocre. And then I've wasted, I've, I missed all this talent. I could have filled my roster with um, for a quarterback. That's not even doing what he, what I anticipated him doing, I guess. So. All right, Cody, well, we're running out of time. So real quick, did you get any Raiders in any of the leagues? I did actually. So in the, in the league that my cousin and I are in with you, I did draft with my very last pick. Uh, I did draft uh, Brian Edwards, uh, the wide receiver. And actually, I was kind of mad at myself. I really kind of wish I would have gone with Hunter Winfro first. But (laughs) I've been hearing a lot about Edwards and how versatile he's going to be and all this talk about him coming out of camp. So I think that's why I'm like, I'm stashing him just in case he does blow up somehow offensively, you know, just because I can see, I can see him being some sort of like, talent that the Raiders kind of just uncovered and I think he was what a third fourth round pick for us in the draft this past season so you know it's definitely it was it was the last pick of the draft we have extra roster spots for the NFL Mm -hmm. league that we're both in so why not and then I believe I picked him as well in our ESPN Mm -hmm. league so that's the only Raider that I was able to grab I did try to get uh, actually no I got Waller in our uh, ESPN league so I take Mm -hmm. that back but I I also did try to get huh I don't think you got Edwards in the ESPN one. I thought I did. I probably didn't, but I know I got him. Oh, you're right. I got him in the Yahoo league and I got him in our E in our NFL league. But as far as ESPN, I got, you have three teams on three different formats. Yeah. you. Had, <laughs> Sorry. That's just funny. <laughs> yeah. It is actually really tough to keep track of everything. It would be so much easier if everyone just picked one platform that we can all just play on. So yeah. <laughs> dude, did yeah. you get any Raiders? Okay, so in your league, my last pick was a kicker. Uh-huh. And it was Daniel Carlson, the kicker from the Raiders. <laughs> um, I, had to, I had to do that because um, I had no one. And I was like, oh, shoot, I need a Raider. 
Um, so normally that's my go-to is if I don't have a Raider on my team, I always, I used to get Sebastian Janikowski all the time. Yeah. And it actually pissed off my friend, Zach, shout out to Zach, um, who's in our ESPN league. He used to get so pissed because I would get Janikowski because we, we actually do where we lose points if they miss a kick. Uh Um, and that just kind of makes it more interesting, but you get more points for kicks. So like, uh, under 40 yards is a three-pointer. Um, under 50, in between uh, 40 and 49 is a four-pointer. And then uh, 50 and above is a five-pointer. Mm-hmm. And Janikowski was notorious from for getting all these, like, 50-yard field goals. Right. So he would miss, like, one a game. And so I would get minus one from him. But there would be like two or three games, maybe even four games, where he would just have like these 50 yarders. And one time, that is exactly how I beat Zach, and he was so pissed. So he always made it his mission to not let me get Janikowski anymore, but I I would always find a way. Sometimes I would draft a kicker a little early just to piss him off. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I always, that's my go to move if I don't have Raiders. I just go after their kicker, which this year is Carlson. Um, in ESPN league, I have, uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And I'm really upset because I'm really upset because I wanted to draft him and I wanted my team name to be Josh Jacobs, Jingleheimer Schmidt. Uh That's too long. Like (laughs) doesn't let you have that long of a name. I was so depressed. I was like, man, that's such a good name. I want that. (laughs) uh so i had to so but then i got uh Derek carr and that was a uh, slide at my wife because she always gets car yeah and i was like not this year babe this he's mad and she was so mad because she her name last year was cardi b right and she was looking forward to getting him again so she could keep the same name and i was like no i'm gonna swoop (laughs) So so that was a fight um and then um in the uh, Joy Taylor League, I got uh, Derek Carr as well. Okay. So I, I doubled down on, on Derek Carr. I could have got Jared Goff, which, believe me, I was debating with myself from my second to last pick to my very last, because Carr was my last pick. Because I was going to wait, because I was like, okay, if someone gets Goff, then, right. then I'll let them, and then I can go Carr. I was like, but if someone gets Carr, then I'm definitely going Goff. And so both of them were still there. And I was like, I don't know which one I want. <laughs> I was just like sweating. And I think she asked me a question and I was so focused. I was like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, okay, maybe this someone else. <laughs> so I was just like, oh man, what do I do? I don't know what, I don't know who I want. And so I was like, I'm going to go car. I believe in Derek. I think he's the guy who could have a huge season you know, if, if it does, if it's not working out the first few weeks, then I can go grab golf or someone else, whatever. But I like car car is a guy who doesn't throw a lot of picks. So that's, that's the reason I ended up getting him. So it's not a bad reason. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. We, we exhausted everything. I know we wanted to go into more, uh, shout out to the San Francisco giants. I'm watching them. This is Wednesday. They're beating the Mariners 10, nothing here in the top of the eighth. So that's really cool. Um, hopefully they can keep this winning streak cause they finally got over 500 mm-hmm. and, uh, we're actually in a playoff spot just above the Rockies. So mm-hmm. we have to keep winning and, uh, and we have, a. Uh, 
a four game series towards the end of the year against the Rockies. So, nice. um, you know, the, these games going leading up to it are, are going to be huge. So uh, shout out to the Giants. I'm glad that they're, they're making a surprise push. I mean, Hey, I did not believe in them and I was wrong and I'm glad I was wrong. So they must be listeners of the show. Cause they're going to show you who's they're going to show you who's only going to get 15 wins. <laughs> yeah. Okay. First of all, I said 20. That was the first one. I just What's said their I win total sure. as of right now before this think, game is counted. I think they have 21. So this will be 22. This will be 22. Yeah. That's for the second middle finger they're going to give to you. <laughs> <laughs> every every win from from 20 wins on is is the middle finger to Andrew. Yeah, I'm sure they're they're watching, going, oh yeah, this yeah. That, we don't even know who this guy is, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, big shout out to them. You know, good job, guys. Keep it up. Keep going. Keep pushing. Uh, no one, I mean, not even me, believed that you could get to the playoffs. So. If you get to the playoffs, that's a win in itself for sure. So yeah, no kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, everyone, good luck in your fantasy football leagues. Uh, and uh, one more thing, you know, stay safe out there. You know, wash your hands, wash your face. You know, make sure you're using hand sanitizer as much as you can. Uh, be courteous, wear your mask, um, and also uh, give it up to the firefighters who uh, all around California. Uh, who are fighting these major fires right now, these wildfires. Uh, Cody, you and I, we're from the Fresno area. There's a Creek fire, which is literally, actually they're starting to get, it's getting closer to Oakhurst. So it's literally yeah. 45 minutes away from us. Yeah. It's, uh, oh. it's, it's closing in fast and each day there's more of it that's taken up and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. Uh, not slowing down. So it's getting, it's getting closer. So just, you know, thoughts and prayers to everyone in, uh, involved in it that's being evacuated and also the firefighters that are putting their lives on the line to keep us safe and, uh, and yes. to, uh, put it out. So, Well said. All right, guys. Well, um, you know, we had a day off uh, from two bays last week. Uh, it was Labor Day, and uh, pretty much we were busy, and it was a holiday. So we, we took the week off, and uh, we'll be going back strong this week. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So until then, we'll see you guys later. Bye.